Poverty Light. And I'm Rick Rupenthal. Welcome to An Honest Look. Where we look at transformation from the inside out. Unplugged. Unscripted. And in the moment. On my audio, but hi. Okay. Hi. I did yeah. it. <laughs> Are you on your audio? I think I am. Can you hear I me? Can, yeah, well, I can hear you. Yeah. <clears throat> Welcome, everybody. Yeah. We're just uh, we're just finishing up a little bit of the technical aspects of the show. <laughs> we love tech. I love tech. It's one of those things that I have to put stickers everywhere to really convince myself that I do, even though I'm not lying to myself. <laughs> Make sure you plug in. <laughs> I do love tech. I just don't love figuring it out putting it together all of it yeah yeah <laughs> using it great <laughs> yeah we love it when it works right <clears throat> yeah. yeah and then it's always a big challenge about um all right now what do i've done what have i done <laughs> <laughs> what have i not done <laughs> or, or why, why is it not working <laughs> yeah. or what have i not done yes yes, well, yes sure. anyway now that you can hear me loud and clear Hello. Yeah, hello. Hello, <laughs> Fitzy. Yeah, good to see you too. And and everybody else that's joining us at, at this moment or in the future. Uh how has now okay, so how has been your week? <laughs> okay. The reason why Rick, okay, just like full disclosure here. The reason why Rick, I am assuming, but I think it's a good guess. The reason he was hesitating is because he probably knew what I was going to answer because he already asked me this question. <laughs> <laughs> and my answer was, I had a really rough week because yeah. as usual, life just prepares me for this conversation. So if we were going to talk about doing the work. I mm -hmm. had to do the work mm -hmm. just as, uh, you know, as late as a couple hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> So, so if your hair is out of sorts or whatever, yeah. This, this is the magic of makeup and fixing your hair. You yeah. can achieve this in 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> it took a little longer today. <laughs> it took me all day to get mine just right. It just, it, it just won't lay down. <laughs> uh, is it, that's, that's amazing that you don't have to deal with any of that. <laughs> I just, I just, uh, <laughs> Uh, thanks, Joanne, for joining us today. Um, and yes, you are here. Um, yeah, no, I, I just keep washing my gray away, except for down here. I just, <laughs> but I did brush it out and kind of groomed it up a little bit. Yeah, it looks nice and neat. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so it's a, yeah, so we, we've had a bit of a contrast of weeks because um, um, I've been writing what I've been calling um, this week, riding the rails. And I'm not sure if I, if I shared my analogy about um, railroad tracks, but um, um, I might've at, at our show last week. Yeah, Don, you did. Yeah, last I did. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been, I've been really on the, on the rails um, and uh, floating along like, like, yeah, has things come up? Oh, of course, things have come up. It's life, right? Things always come up. Um, are they conspiring against me? I don't know. <laughs> you know, so, so I, love, I love that analogy of the rails. I think you should give it again. And I'm just going to premise that my experience of the rails this, this week was a lot of like, <laughs> I get you. I get On you. On the curves, you know, I was like yeah, just hitting yeah. all the curves. <laughs> Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, did you want to get, I could, I sure. Um, yeah, just share it again, because yeah. I think it's a beautiful analogy and it may have gotten lost in a wonderful conversation that we had with Dominic. Yes, um, yes, that was wonderful. Good, wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, lots, lots of people uh, uh, joined us and watched uh, the recordings afterwards. So if, if you're, um, if you're just hearing this for the first time, um, just go back to our last week's episode and, and have a listen. Um, 
there was a lot of for me there was a lot of insight and aha moments from dominic it was it was, it was a wonderful conversation and and light <laughs> a lot of aha moments and what maybe we can do it you know like i wonder if we should do an episode where we kind of like reflect on what what's been talked about oh like the we best stuff yeah, yeah because i had a lot of revelations but i also perhaps places where i feel like not that i i feel diff i have a different point of view but where i feel like I can see how certain things can be challenged mm -hmm. or misinterpreted mm -hmm. or misunderstood, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so I always feel the need to just really go back and, and kind of take it apart for people so that they truly understand. Because I think yeah. in self-development, sometimes there are many misunderstandings, right? And many yeah. conflicting, seemingly conflicting messages and it's 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 more about the way people are like receiving it and interpreting it than the actual message being contradictory if that makes any sense and yeah and and people need to get clarity right because people it, need to get clarity and yeah. it is confusing so i want you know i want to make sure that i say that sometimes it does get confusing even for me and then i really sit with it and i think about it and then i really realize the thought behind the thought, if that makes oh, yeah. any sense. And oh, yeah. so I think it would be good to kind of deconstruct the conversation from last week because it's it's a you know it's a big one, you know, manifestation and thoughts becoming things that's that's really at the base of everything that we always talk about. Yeah. And the way he was expressing it and putting it out there is a little different than the way we talk about it, right? Yeah. Because we each just express things through our own understanding of it, our own experience of it, right? Our own way of filtering it through, yep. right? Which may or may not resonate, right? Yep. So I always wanna make sure that our audience understands things, you know, in the way that we are able to portray yeah. it and, you know, help them kind of like pull it apart. Well, anyway, yeah, and, and, and that's the importance of, of questions, right? Is that if you have a gap in understanding Mm -hmm. We should always like I, I I always go back to Stephen Covey's in the Seven Habits. You know, seek first to understand. Like uh -huh. seek that understanding. Be curious about. Okay, well, I'm not quite getting it. Okay, well, let's let's explore that part, right? Because mm -hmm. that's if in the absence of information, we love to make up shit and uh -huh. fill in the gaps. Yeah, we always <laughs> fill in the gaps since yeah, exactly because we're we. Warm. we we want that yeah. gap filled, right? To yeah. the level of our understanding that yeah. moment, yes. which, you know, as a parent, is such an important thing to grasp, right? Yeah. Yeah. To the level of understanding of our children in that moment. Yeah. You know, and how often like thoughts are like so much simpler. The way they interpret things, it always comes back to them because the world is very simple as them, <laughs> people that they love nothing else matters right so yeah yeah sure so yeah. uh thanks adina for joining us and jan good to see you hello um, welcome everyone yes and uh so, we were just talking mm -hmm. about our our week um so uh, let's get into it well <laughs> i'm feeling fiery <laughs> well, yes 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 well uh Fatih, you asked you asked me about my analogy and i'd like yeah, love yeah. to I, i've repeated it several times in different other workshops but but it's becoming a lot more clear as I as I live the experience of what I'm term, terminating or um, uh, talking about riding the rails, and um, and it's like uh, you know a railroad track. If you just envision what a railroad track is, and it's it's a set parameter, right? But what makes it work is the they call trucks, where the uh, the wheels of the train, uh, the car that sits on, are called trucks, and the wheels themselves are enlarged. They don't fit perfectly on the rails. They're actually quite wider than the rails. But what keeps them on track are the flanges, and to keep it in the tracks it has to hit these flanges so it's constantly going back and forth adjusting itself naturally to hi angela um the 
to to the rhythm of the rails, sort of, if you want to call it that. So <clears throat> when you when it hits the side of the rails, there's friction and sparks and all sorts of other different things. If it's the first time you've ever been on a train and you're experiencing this kind of rocking, hitting friction thing, you would you would naturally think that there might be something wrong mm -hmm. and, and, and want to do something about it or have some fear about it. And if you felt like, you know, because of this rub and friction that's happening, I need to do something right in this moment. And you find that either you can't or when you try to, it seems to become worse. There's a fear that you might derail. Mm -hmm. But when you truly understand the nature of what the system was designed for, it's designed that it hits the side of the rails. It's designed to, to provide a little friction, which tells the car, okay, you need to readjust, you need to readjust, or you're going around the curve. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, if we don't add any more meaning to the friction, when we let go of trying to control the train so it's always in the middle, we can relax and let the design of the system do what it's supposed to do. And I can sit back when I notice the friction, and this, this is part of my, uh, my, my work, is when I notice the friction, I, I just know, oh, that's just the design of the system. That's just, that's just it letting me know there's something something up, right? Do I need to do anything about it? No, I can relax and I can enjoy the ride. I can, so, so rather than focusing on the friction, I can now focus on the journey. I can focus on, on what's going by. I can look at the different scenery and at, and at some point, if it occurs to me that I should get off at this particular station, I get off at this station. I get off at the station because I want to get off at the station. Not that I need to get off. <clears throat> I want to. I want to, you know, whatever. So for me, it's always been when you understand the metaphor and understand how the mind works, you understand that life is about touching the rails right and sometimes hitting the curves and hitting the curves and there's long curves that just go on for a while <laughs> right? you feel a little out of balance for a while right <laughs> so, that was my morning <laughs> yeah so that that kind of brings us up to to what we were kind of talking about because we often point to in our conversations about this this thing called the work you know, like, what is the work? And, and anytime somebody, you know, mentions work, uh, it's like, we're talking like hard stuff or work or sweating and grinding. And, and it is hard stuff. Well, what it are you can, talking about? well, it can be, it can be, right. It can be. Yeah. Right. It can, it can be, it, it can be mm -hmm. anything. It could be, it could be a fun experience. It could be, you know, riding the rails in the sense of well, what, what I what I like to you know the analogy that I like to make on yep. this is it's not this like sweating and like you know it's the same thing for your mind though your mind is sweating is putting in the reps and your mind is enjoying the bicycle ride or feeling a little fatigued right so it's it's a gym for your mind pretty much right for your emotions. The, the inner work, everything that comes from the inside and, you know, manifests on the outside of ourselves, right? So our emotions, our feelings are, you know, like um, just uh, just how we're experiencing life on the inside and in our mind, the way our mind makes meaning of things and uh, creates distress or, or, you know, a feeling of you know fulfillment or happiness right like it's all in here right and so it's very much the work is very much about working out the inner part of ourselves Absolutely. the way and that's, i see it yeah no and that's a really big dis distinction because mm -hmm. at one level of understanding and i and i was i was there too was i looked at my outside circumstances that they needed to be worked on i needed to adjust how my environment was to 
to somehow make me feel better, not realizing that it had nothing to do with the environment. It had everything to do with my thinking mm -hmm. about that environment. So as, mm -hmm. as that level changed, the environment naturally changed. It was sort of like, you know, it's like, wow, like, when did that happen? And it was like, it's always been there. <laughs> you know, kind of, you, well, you have a new set of eyes. It's always been responding yes. to you. It's always been Absolutely. reflecting back, right? Yeah. So what what is it reflecting back, right? Yeah. It's reflecting back what's coming from the inside. And if you don't like what you see on the outside, then the way to go fix it is to go fix what's inside, what you believe about yourself and the world and, you know, like in what your experience of life is depends very much on what you believe about yourself, pretty much, right? Yeah, pretty much, you're, you're the conditioned self, the conditioned yeah, self. The conditioned right? self, right? Mm -hmm. So if you believe it, you're right, you yep. are it. If you yep. don't believe it, you're right as well. You're not it, right? Like whatever you believe is what is. And I know that that, that is, and this is such a difficult um, shift to make, right? Yeah. Frankly, to go from victim to owning it, right? Yeah. And I know we, we debated whether or not the word taking responsibility was appropriate or it felt a little bit blamey. So let's say we'll take ownership and control, right? Yes. So going from, I can't do anything about it because I'm the victim, it's being done to me, to, oh no, I'm gonna own my own and I'm gonna take control because it's my own, right? Yeah. And yeah. what I can do about this situation or what I don't like and how can I change it, right? So going from it's done to me to I'm gonna own what I don't like and change it, yeah. right? And it's not an easy, it's not an easy mindset shift to make. And even when you do make it, you just listen carefully, you still fall for it. <laughs> at, at a, at you occasion. still fall for yeah, it absolutely. occasionally. Yes. Yeah. 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 Occasionally. And you know, part of, part of that is, is part, part of the design, right? Part of the design is survival. So, so of course, you know, yeah. my understanding of the ego is, is it's, it's it's mechanism works on on automatic so one of the things it doesn't trust in us is is being able to you know look at what's happening in front of us and make make quick decisions so what we see in front of us if it's a saber-toothed tiger it's like danger we need to run we need to do something about it the problem with with that part of our our brain is it it doesn't it doesn't see reality as clearly as uh, as what it's making up. So it's either going to be operating from memory or it's going to be looking through, through reality. So there's, there's always this, this check and balance that we have an opportunity to look at uh, from a point of view, like current, uh, K, uh, Byron Katie says in, in her, the work um, and doing the work is, asking ourselves the, the, the truth. Is this the truth mm -hmm. or not? Are, are, am I seeing it for, for what it actually is? Or is this just part of my story or part of my makeup or, or, or projecting? Which by the way, it always is. I'm, I'm gonna interrupt us for one second and I'm gonna do something that's gonna give us much more clarity. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. My Were you children, having blemishes? <laughs> I forgot to do this. My children love to put their fingers on the camera. And do you see how much clearer it is now, the oh. point of view? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should. <laughs> I was like, why am I looking all hazy? Oh, yeah, I see some big fingerprints there. Anyway, some well, grease too. <laughs> that, see, but that's a perfect, I love that analogy. I always love that analogy because I use I use this right mm -hmm. because when part of part of recognizing so first of all i i have i have three parts the first part is you need to be aware of that you want to change like there's something there that says to you you know what i i want something different i want i want you're aware of a, a need for a change mm -hmm. the second the second part and we've talked about this in, in private and other other areas um is 
the desire to like to actually desire to participate the motivation and the desire yes. in the work to participate <laughs> yeah. in the work right and then and then, then it's through insight through through conversations um and through your own life experience you have insight which gains your knowledge and level of understanding increases then you start to see the what the work actually does but it's really about bringing clarity right because you have you have this conditioned self that has a very very narrow point of view and it doesn't give you the breadth of possibility and and enough clarity to really truly see a situation the way it really is it feels very real that that's the way it is <clears throat> that's part of the illusion that's part and, of it it feels very real and i want to say because i think this is where people really really get triggered mm -hmm. it is real because oh, totally. it is real to you right it's real and to it you. is valid yes and it is a voice that comes from a very deep 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 place called our inner child right that's that's where it all comes from mm -hmm. so it is very real to her to him right and it's not to be dismissed and it's no. not to be bypassed and it's not to be like ignored right because i will tell you in a minute what happens when you do because i did that i still fall for this too right i understand all of this like we we're just talking about Sometimes you do fall back into victim and you don't really actually realize it until you do. You're like, oh my God, I'm back in it. I got sucked in again. Just right? that quick. Just that, that quick. quick. The yeah. difference though is you get out of it that much quicker. You yes. know what to do to get out of it. So the other important thing is to not feel bad because you're there to be very understanding, to always look back at that little girl, that little boy that needed to, to just come out and just feel heard and just cry and just play the role that it has always played, right? Okay. It just wants to be seen and sometimes it's gonna come out. And so instead of being resentful or like upset, you know, and like starting to kind of really feed the, the analytical mind that's going to tell you, oh, see, this stuff doesn't work because you're falling into this again. Just really understand that, no, this is your opportunity to be compassionate towards yourself, to understand that being human, there's, there's no, nothing that says that we must be perfect. Being human is about having all yeah. these faults and falling and touching and hitting the rails and st staying in it sometimes, right? Well, Not realizing it, right? The, the the quote that um from uh i forget which book he wrote he talked about or one of his lectures but sid banks um said uh, life is a contact sport and mm -hmm. when i heard that you know immediately you think of you know the you, you need your knocks and hits and all that other kind of stuff but i started to realize particularly the you know playing with this this um analogy of of the rails is that you need that contact or else you don't know where you are. Right? It's, it's the way it's meant to work. Again, not, nothing says that life should just be like a breeze, you know, because that's kind of boring, frankly. Well, people that have, <laughs> people that seemingly have that, they have other things that they're dealing with on the yeah. inside. I yeah. can assure you. That. Oh, yeah, no one has like a life that's like a straight line where everything is perfect right there's always because we're not here to just live in perfection we're well, here to learn right why do, why do you why do people go to these these uh, amusement parks to feel what it really is like what, what it, what, they, they go through that that in the now experience right the yeah. fear the like and knowing full like they understand oh it's all make-believe and it's all kind of like the jungle ride i don't really have any control over this over the boat or anything and but it's it's interesting they they come through it going oh my god what a ride wasn't that great let's just do it again right like it's a contrast it, right it's, it's a but it's you're in full contact yeah you're in full contact. full contact and also if life was always a straight line how would you know when it sucks 
Well, you wouldn't have that context. And it right? would be boring. It would be boring. Yeah. It would, it would yeah. be the teacup writer, not the teacup right, whatever that, you know, the you know, it's we we actually seem to thrive more when we're participating fully in life. So, yeah. so for me, part of part of the work, you know, and, and if you know, you're gonna get an idea that there isn't a, a script, but part of part of the work is noticing when I'm not participating mm -hmm. and get myself back into the game, right? And again, uh, getting back into, oh yeah, it's just the rubs, it's just the friction. It's just, you know, it has nothing to do with reality or my victim, you know, my my playing the victim. It's just part of life and I can enjoy the the ride a little bit more, right? And at the end of the day, if I can come out of this going, holy moly, what a ride that was, you know, and, you know, because really all we have is the dash, right? For sure. And at the same time, there's going to be moments where it's not going to be just the nudge. It's, gonna, right? no, it's, it's not going to be just the nudge and it's going to be like right? hitting those rails hard and it's going to feel super uncomfortable and yeah. upsetting, tra tragedies do happen in life, right? Yeah. Difficult situation, situations are real, right? Yeah. We're not saying that they're not. And I think that when we do hit those really rough curves, that is where actually we need to put a little bit more weight, you know, to counter that and do the work in a more powerful way in redirecting our thinking and really truthfully all that we need to do beyond what we would normally do is let those feelings express because express. We're, we're going to have feelings about it <clears throat> we're going to get upset we're going to be triggered the inner child is always going to get triggered right and we're going to just have moments where we're not at our best we're going to have moments where it's going to feel like doom and gloom and dark and like nothing is working out i was just in it so it's very fresh. Like I said, my life always prepares me for these conversations. Mm -hmm. And when you're in it, it's very, very real. It's very real. It feels yeah. real. You believe it. You're feeling it. You're feeling the sadness in all over your body. You're feeling the anger, whatever the feeling is. Yeah, every, yeah. And guess what? The only way to change that, there's two, there's two options you have. You keep sitting in it. And you just feed it and you keep getting guess what like dominic was saying last week don't worry it's gonna get worse <laughs> i love that it is gonna get worse right so that's one option you're just gonna stay in it it's gonna get worse yeah stay in it and it's gonna get worse or you're gonna let it express just surrender to it let the tears come out let the anger come out remove all judgment just let it express I would like to share how I do that. There's yeah. many different ways that you can do that. Obviously, the ways that it's gonna come out if you don't do that is you go snap at the person that crosses the street or the, the guy that just is not going fast enough in the car or the person that you know like happens to be at the wrong place in the wrong time and you're yeah. just snappy and angry, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, so it's either gonna come out like that or you can do this in the safety and privacy of your home Sit down and cry, record yourself while you scream, put two chairs in front of you and have the conversation that you want to have out loud. You cannot keep things just in here because thoughts just kind of blend together in our heads. But when we express them through language and we hear it back and now we're kind of hearing what's being said from it, we're getting a little bit of an observer's view when we hear ourselves, right? Yeah. And now we're processing things differently. Yeah. And even more, if you want to take it a step further, which I always do, because I love to be hardcore <laughs> with this. Let's <laughs> not I, go to this step. Let's go to this one. Oh, yeah, let's go to this. And just like really push beyond the bounds of your own limits, right? Yeah. Yeah. I record myself. I don't, do I want to be recorded in that moment? Not necessarily. Let me tell you, not fun, not something that I resisted for a minute or two. And then I'm like, okay, just do it. You can always just delete it. And I always do, by the way, after a while I delete it. I may watch it once or twice. 
Um, but I, you record, and the reason why I'm saying record yourself is because what is really powerful about that is the ability to watch it back because now you're truly in the observer's seat. Mm. And now you're hearing things and seeing things and noticing things in a way that you wouldn't. When you're in it, when you're expressing it, when you're feeling it, certainly not when you're just keeping it all to yourself and feeling feelings of shame and you know anger towards yourself and why am I, express it. I feel ashamed that I'm having a crappy day today. And I don't wanna use the S word, but that's really what was coming to mind first. Right. Um, just say it. You know, I feel like a fraud today. I feel, you know, whatever it is that you're feeling, you know, I feel like a cheater, whatever it is that you're feeling. No one has to hear it. It's between you, yourself, and you. Yeah. Just do it and, you know, give it a try. That's a really good way to really go full on that next level of expression, you know. You can, again, and I think we have talked about this before, like emotional release, you know, like punching pillows, physical exercise, going for a run, nature walk, meditation, but any of those tools, A, they work differently per person, right? Depending on who you are and what works for you. And also depending on what's triggering, are you sad? Are you mad? Are you anxious? Are you, you know, upset? Are you resentful? then based on that, you know, the expression of those feelings may vary, right? If you're, mm -hmm. if you're, if you're really sad or, you know, like you're feeling like critical of yourself, it may be very different if you're very angry towards someone or something, right? You may not want to go punch a pillow that day, but if you're very angry at something or someone, that may be a good activity to do. Again, no one has to see it. <laughs> And I see Rick just raising his eyebrows. No, 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 no. It, <laughs> Envisioning you know that. <laughs> you know, from a from you know from my from my coaching point of view, I guess the you have to find you in in yeah. in the work, yeah. right? You have to find you in the work, and there are many many paths on the journey that get you kind of in where you are. Some people really like meditation. Some people like this, you know, you, you, um, you get a huge amount of value out of, out of that, that, um, which we, you know, it really reminds me of, you know, it, anytime you've had a really quite an extensive experience of something, an intense experience and you want, and because of it, you want to share it with somebody. The minute that you try and describe what just happened to you, what do you what do you experience? Right? It it's goes, really, yeah, it goes it, down. Yeah. Well, it's not quite the same. It's just you got it. You got to be there, right? That's exactly what it is. You have to be there. You're expressing right? it, yeah. Because, because now all you can do, best you can do, is provide some detail, right? And and some kind of you know evocation of, of of emotion through your through your speaking. You go to the doctor. You know you've been having this pain all this time. You finally go to the doctor, and the doctor says, "What's wrong with you?" Well, I had this pain. You know, it's like, but when I'm there, when you're in that moment, it's sort of like, well, wh where did it go? So, it, for me, it's always pointing towards the fact that we that that thought is transient when we learn whatever way you want to learn to release it, it wants yeah. to be expressed it wants to be and the more it's like the sh for me it's like the ships right the ships will always be floating by and every once in a while something's going to catch my attention and to the point where it comes closer and then i have a, an inspection and then i want to analyze it and then i want to do something about it and all this other guys well that's happening the rest of the world's going by me yeah. And yeah, no, it's, it's very, very true. It's like, it's such a individual experience, right? Yes. So you're so right. It's, you have to choose what works for you. And by it's the way, I don't, I don't record myself every time I'm upset. No, I, I do it when I'm really, really upset, which I clearly I'd be running today. out of memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you can erase it. Um, um, yeah. But I use all of them, actually. Actually, one that I haven't mentioned is release writing. 
like writing things down. So let's say you receive an email that's really triggering to you and you type your response and you're really angry, you really want to hit send, just save it. Save it to draft, give it a minute, type it again, go fix it in your drafts. If you don't trust yourself, put it in your notes (laughs) and then copy and paste later. Every time I do this, every time I do this, inevitably, sometimes I have to wait It's just that one time and then I can write the email that's like going to get my point across without all of the noise, right? Sometimes I have to wait a couple of days depending on what it is, right? But inevitably, the the email or the, you know, the message I end up sending back is strikingly different than the Mm -hmm. first one I had typed, right? But the reason for that is that while you write your angry response, you're releasing. That's release writing. It's like, just let it all out, no filter. Don't think about the best way to say it, just say it as is, right? If writing is your way of communication, that's a really good way to do it. And it's the same thing for when you speak to a chair, like speak it out loud, just no filters. (laughs) And, And I would suggest that you actually put a box or something that hides the send key so, so that, <laughs> trust me i learned that the hard way oh me too me too yeah i, mean, I, I just go to my notes now i don't do the reply i go I to my you. notes sometimes i remove the i remove the sender yeah anyway but, that's uh, that's uh going through a divorce for you people <laughs> <laughs> but it's a but all those all those are part of it right so it's really yeah. about you know part of the work is is in the act of noticing, right? Being that mm-hmm. observer, knowing when you're in the muck, knowing when, you know, you don't have clarity, right? So, it, and then, then it's like, okay, like for, for, it's out for me, it's, it's, a, it's a little like a, a simple stop, drop and roll. And I've used this as a fire, fire mm-hmm. you know, where, where if you cut yourself on fire, you know, you stop, drop, roll, up, you know, put the flame as though, um, but I've noticed this and I've practiced this and it's, again, it's a practice, right? You, you know, this is, this is a practice just like any, any skill. Um, like when I go for my walks, I consciously notice where my thoughts are going in my thoughts on the trail. Am I listening to what's happening? The birds, the trees, am I seeing the colors of the flowers? Right. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking, Oh, geez, I got an appointment at two on Tuesday, I wonder if I'm going to be able to make it. It's by the way, it's Sunday. Um, right. Again, that's part of noticing, oh, I'm not being present because the more present you are, the more clarity you have. And part of being present is exactly what you're pointing to is when you release that, the act of doing that is a very present moment activity. Well, and it's also the only way you're actually going to be able to do the work. Let's just get into that because this is part of doing the work is a release, right? Because for as long as you're triggered, for as long as you're reactive, you're not seeing clearly. And if you record yourself only once, even when you're not very angry, you'll know what I'm talking about. You're not seeing clearly. You're not going to be able to resolve anything, come up with any any solutions or feel empowered, right? Or do the work. You're not gonna be able to do anything because you're in, we're engaged in the fight or flight system. Exactly. You're you're shaking your struggle. That's all you're doing. So why we really stress the releasing the emotions and expressing them is because that is your gateway to doing the work, to actually doing the work that is going to I'm gonna have that. Up. I, I felt like I was gonna. It was gonna hit my forehead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I needed to see that today. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like it, unless you do this part of it, you're not gonna be able to get to the actual work that's gonna be useful and help you grow and get out and see the learning. You're not gonna see any of that. You're gonna be like, fuck that, right? Yep. I am angry. This is not happening, right? So, and I'm telling you, what if you're gonna be the if you're the type of person that tends to shove it under the rug, 
put it away, put it away. And I'm not that type of person, but I did that recently, I admit it. And that's why I had my awakening today. You put it away because you just don't have time for it. Guess what? It's going to get worse. <laughs> the knock is going to get harder and harder and harder and harder until you can you cannot. It will affect affect your entire day, it will affect your mood. It will come out of every pore, right? So the expressing part is, is basically the premise to the work, right? To, do, to now knowing, well, where do I need to go look and what do I need to do about this? Where yeah. do I need to like understand this or see this in a different way, right? Yeah. What can I do about it, right? So it's, it's, almost, it's almost like I've been pointing in this direction for such a long time and it's now it's like okay i need to kind of look this it. way and you can, you cannot turn you cannot turn that way until you have the ability oh, to admit that you have, right you have to, to release this side yeah. you have to release yeah. that right there's almost yeah. like the the death of the caterpillar before it becomes a butterfly right it's sort of yeah. it it has to happen like you like and and like the laws of physics no two thoughts no two ideas no two emotions can can occupy the same space until one is released, right? Yeah, you cannot be happy and sad at the same time. Pretty hard. You do pretty hard. Alternate between them. You, the you could, but not at the same time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's it's so part part, and that's the for me that's always been the biggest part. Like, like if any, is that is that deeper understanding of the mechanism of how the system is actually working helps me understand the uh, and enables me to sort of release earlier right because i know i know that's where it is because i know i'm caught in overthinking i'm over i'm overdoing something that's 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 causing it right it's that's providing the less clarity so part of part of the biggest step and where i see the biggest transformation in clients is that note that initial noticing of how it's all kind of working and how it's unfolding, you know, and what we do after that um, can go in a, in, in another various ways. But I don't know what your experience about that is, but I think that that seems to be the biggest fundamental step in the beginning of any transformation. Yeah, I would say, I would say that you and I are fundamentally very much the same and very much different in, in certain aspects, right? Like I think we have di different temperaments, right? So, Sometimes I feel like the noticing is not necessarily that obvious, right? And that again is because fight or flight is very loud. So reactiveness, you know, if you're someone who had, you know, trauma in your life, you had a certain type of childhood where you always had to like protect yourself or if you're in it now, it doesn't just have to be in your childhood. It could be a situation that triggers that like, wanting to defend yourself or like protect yourself right if you're in that fight or flight sometimes just saying oh, let me just notice <laughs> you're not noticing anything let me tell you you're going to start noticing the moment that you you release what's what's causing the reactiveness right so mm -hmm. often is a fear right let it express let it out and then now you can notice now i can actually notice i'm in it Right. The moment you start releasing and it doesn't have to be a full release, you're like, yeah, I'm in it. Those alarm bells. It wasn't just telling me to go fight for my life. It was just telling me I got stuff that I need to release. Right. Yep. Nine yep. times out of ten. That's what yep. it is. Unless yep. you're getting hit by a truck. That's what it is. Right. Totally. Totally. And so, and then yeah. So that's that it's in that moment where you find where we're like the bubbles have come out. The pressure is off a little bit then now you can notice. Now you can be calmer in your mind and, and actually, you know, not, you feel, you feel acknowledged. You have acknowledged yourself in the validity of your feelings, right? And now you can think about the situation, right? And notice and go into, but some people are gifted uh, to have, you know, they have the gift of having a, a very like, um, Com, you know, like a milder temperament. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, no. Uh, I, and and just go there, right? You're all different. But if you're like me, that you react and you're like fiery, and you know you you you're just like a little. You need a little more time to settle down. 
then you're don't worry you will notice the moment that you slow down well and i to the speed of rick to the speed of rick. The, the moment that you slow down to the speed of rick then you start noticing i love that that's going to be a new tagline slow down to the speed of rick <laughs> what i think i think we you know we get caught up in language a little bit too sometimes and and when i'm referring to the initial like i'm talking about the levels of consciousness so mm -hmm. when i'm consciously aware that i'm in because there's a lot of times I'll be in the victim mode, right? I'll be going into, oh, you know, this has to, you know, it's, so it's when I'm consciously catch myself, right? So the only way I can catch myself is to notice, it, it, just another word, become aware <laughs> of that I am at one level. Mm -hmm. I'm at that level. The minute, my experience, the minute I notice that I'm caught up, that's when my consciousness level changes, right? So, mm -hmm. so I immediately, in using the the uh, the acronym, the stop, drop, and roll, I stop what I'm doing because something has made me aware of. I've hit the side of the rail, and now I drop. I drop whatever was holding me there i release it i release and let it go and now i can i can see more clearly okay what might be the next step what should i be doing and it could be i need to go for a walk i need to write write this out i need to and not send it i need <laughs> i um what, whatever occurs to you in that in that moment because i have a bit of clarity now before I'm stuck at the ceiling and when I become consciously aware of I'm there, then like what you're pointing to is yes, you start to notice the clarity. You start to notice some things differently that's changed. There's something changing. And at that moment, that's when you can start doing some more of whatever, you know, we want to call the work. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. I mean, I I have to say for me is like both of those experiences, yeah. right? Depending on the level of, uh, you know, what I'm going through, how much I'm triggered or, you know, yeah. like the level of fight or flight response, let's yeah. call it, right? And some people, in some people that's stronger than others, right? Yeah. And that's when like Joe Dispenza would say, that's when the body becomes the mind, right? <laughs> Takes control of you, right? Yeah. And I do notice that I know when I'm in it, because obviously I have a lot of awareness around this, doing this work. I know that I'm in it, but in that moment, what my analytical mind is telling me is prevailing, right? Yes. yes. And I can slightly separate myself from it, but I'm still in it. The body is still the mind, right? Yeah. And for me, yes, it's not as simple to just notice and it drops down. Yeah, it, it drops down the that I realize, I, I see what you're saying, it drops down because I realize that I'm in it, right? I realize that I'm in it, but it's sometimes it's still so strong that Ooh. I really need to like, it's, it, it's not, it, it's not going to be like, I'm in it, I'm going to go for a walk. No, <laughs> I'm typing, I'm reacting, right? Sure. I'm in it and I'm yeah. still doing this, like, yeah. you know, F this, F that, I'm not doing this, not today. Today I'm going to react and today I'm going to be angry. And today they're going to hear from me like 100%. You know, there are moments I'm just like, yeah. all of this work is just Screw a bunch it. of bulls, right? And then I know, and I know that it's just my mind tricking me into it, yeah. but it feels so good to say it in that moment and to feel that way. It's that addictive, that addiction that Dispenza speaks to so well, right? Like we are addicted to our habitual being, right? Oh, totally. Breaking the habit of yourself. Yeah. What an amazing name, right? Yeah. It is breaking the habit of being yourself, the addiction to what we know, the addiction to all the things that keep us in the, in the bounds and the limits the that limits. we have set yeah. for ourselves, right? When yeah. we're addicted to feeling like our habitual selves, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah, and it shows up and sometimes it just 
feels a little, it feels so good to take that. You know, it's kind of like the person that smokes and just wants that little drag and it's like, mm. okay, I'm gonna let myself have it, you know, <laughs> be in this for a minute, you know, misbehave. Yeah. And then it doesn't serve you. No. And then, you know, cause it, it always going to give you the same results you've always gotten. And, oh. you know, it doesn't work. You go there for a minute, you get hit in the face and you come back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, <clears throat> And continuing from that point is, is the other layers. It's the other peeling back of, and um, part of what I call the practice of, right? So when you're in it, you know, you know, you, you recognize it and then it's a release. You're in it and it's a release and it's a, you know, it's a, it's a constant, it's a constant up and down, like, you know, and, and as you get more comfortable with that, then you start to find that there's a lot of sweet spots in the journey. There's a lot more comfortableness in the journey. It doesn't mean that any of that's going away because life is a contact sport. So it's not going to, but you can finesse it a lot better. Like when the traffic is going a lot slower than, than you want it to, you can sort of go, Okay, I can release that one. You know, what can I listen to? What can what I listen can I to? Or, right? Oh wow, I didn't notice that that building there. Like, when did they build that? You know, kind of thing. Well, that's <laughs> real bad traffic if you can notice the building. <laughs> well, I, I I was on a walk one day with a with a client, and sometimes I, I like to do little walks, and and, uh, and and I'm going, when did they put this statue here? And he says. It's been there for about I don't know five years. <laughs> it goes like, but when you're in your head, when you're in, you're not in your life. You're either mm -hmm. in your head or in your life. Well, yeah. In your life, you start to notice more. That's all. Well, I would argue with you that we're always in our life because okay. our life is our experience is, of it. Is that is we're not in this, you know, like yeah. solid three-dimensional right? I agree I agree with you right. I agree. yeah um, but yeah I really love what you pointed to right now in terms of you know like so let's take me the one extreme and let's take Rick the the more evolved right and I'm not saying that that's what it is I'm not saying that in any way that no. that's what it is no I'm just I just want to make you know create an example out of it. Let's say that you're always reacting. You know, that's what you always do, which by the way, it's not what I always do, okay? <laughs> Let's be clear. Let's be yes, I just have, you know, I just had a rough, really rough patch and there's reasons for it. But let's say that you're someone who is always, and I, by the way, in my previous life, I was always reacting, right? So the, the old me, right? And then now you're at the place where Rick is, right? Where he can just sit back let it drop and get up and go for that walk, right? Going from, from me to him is going to get easier and easier and easier as you do this, right? So the old me would get triggered. Let's say I would get triggered 100 times a day. I slowly walk my way to maybe I get triggered once every few months the way I did today, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's a big, 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 big step. Right, that's but it didn't happen overnight, and it only was possible because of continuing to do this work, continuing to exploring, notice, continuing exploring the yeah, inside of, yeah, remaining curious, yeah, right, yeah. like the, releasing it, doing the work, releasing yeah. it, and and then with a curious mind, just going in and looking at where we need to look at, where do we need to, what do we need to work on. And asking more powerful questions than just why me? Why does this stuff always happen to me? Why is the world all against me? Exactly. Right? The universe is ganging empowering. up. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes it does feel like it's ganging up. It, it does. You know, and I felt that way. I'm going to say it flat out. I felt that way. Right. And it's like, you know what? <laughs> I may just not be that important. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> to, to this greater intelligence, just be like fo so focused on me. I'm Out of just all saying. the seven billion people in this world, 
people, people and, and all the other beings and, yes. you know, like, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like maybe he is, he is she, the energy, the universe, whatever it is, is not just uh, all against me. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like it sometimes, though, right? And, and that's okay. And that's Absolutely. okay. And it's okay to get mad at it. And it's okay to feel that you're the, the you know, the center of the universe. Absolutely. That's fine. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And that's, that's part of that whole deal. Like, like <clears throat> I love anybody that's ever read or, you know, you can actually look her up too. Um, uh, but Byron Katie uh, does a lot of what she, she, I think her, her podcast is called the work too, but it really is, you know, when you, when you get down to the clarity level, it's really about understanding, you know, who you really are how how it works and then asking powerful questions and one of the powerful questions i i i like to ask is is it true is it true and if it's not true then what right so if i'm moving forward on something and and there's something getting in the way you know it's like well i, I whatever it is I'm not good enough or I don't think I have the skills. Like, is it really true? And, and you have an opportunity to explore something different, right? Something that, that, you know what? I used to always just stop right there. Well, what would happen if you done, didn't stop right there? What, what would happen if you took the next step? I guarantee you your head won't explode, but it, but it's that's part of doing the work is exploring for yourself the what if what if I actually took that next step? What would happen? You know, like what, what if, if I owned this? Yes. What if I owned it? What if I owned my part? Even if I cannot see, yeah. What could possibly be my part in this? Because yes. guess what? It's not just about owning it and feeling that you're blaming yourself. It's not about blaming yourself. It's no. the more you own, the more you control. By the way, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> it's just a test. It's just a test. Okay. Testing us. Well, it's uh, um, we we have this early warning device thing. Wouldn't that be uh, interesting? I, I have it too. Yeah, it has yeah. happened to me too. You know, actually, recently when there was that shooting in the subway, um, my phone started going yeah. crazy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's scared. But, of but there, there's a good analogy because we have a built-in defense mechanism like that. We have a, and mm -hmm. that's that's part of the why the rails are there, right? It's like an early warning detection system that says, "Hey, wait a minute," you know, like pay attention, just pay attention, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just, uh, yeah. Um, I got a I got a funny funny story. I I um. Real, I know we're running out of time, but I watched a, a video of a but friend of mine. Yeah, what is time? I, okay, okay, that's another episode. The um, he, he, he's in uh, uh, Tahiti. Um, uh, no, I'm mispronouncing it. I want to say, anyways, he's out in in the South Pacific there, and they have crosswalks, and everything's kind of in French. And when you listen to this crosswalk, it it tells you, it says, oh, shit, don't go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, wouldn't, wouldn't it, we have something similar in there that sort of says, oh, shit, don't do that. <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. It's so true. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, a, um, it's in the form of discomfort in your body, in your yeah. emotions. Yes. You know, you get, it, it's, it always is either, it's always nudging you one yeah. way or another. It's always like warning you of something. And sometimes, and most times the warning that you, you, you see is in the terms of like, I need to keep myself safe, like fight or flight, like you engage the fight or flight when really the message is a lot gentler than that. Yeah. It's, it's just that we're reacting to it. Yeah. We're just like, protecting ourselves and our lives right but you know like part of really doing the work is to consistently like bringing yourself back to this and you know like 
remaining curious and really like doing this inner work of putting yourself out on the table, emptying your bag and really looking at all these different pieces. How do they fit together? And you know what? And I know that sometimes we talk about this. It sounds really easy because obviously this is what we do. But if you cannot do it yourself, there are many great programs out there that guide you through doing the work and what that looks yeah. like, right? Yeah. Like self-reflection and like journaling and sitting in meditation, All you know, taking things. care of yourself and yeah. self-care, exercise. Yeah. It's all part of doing the work. Yeah. Doing, doing The work is really like a big, big, big. I feel like we just like touched the tip of the iceberg here by really kind of talking about where does the work start and how can the work start, right? That all of those things are part of doing the work. And, it's not and just that's one the biggest thing. piece. That's the but, biggest but piece. But what I would say, you know, the point I, I wanted to make is that if you feel that you cannot do it on your own, I encourage you to seek out a, a coach that can guide you through this. And, and, and don't think that you're stuck with a coach for the rest of your life because I think sometimes people really kind of associate coaching with therapy and some of us have been in therapy for a really long time and you don't feel like you want to commit to that financially it is not the same thing at all right it's no. it's meant to kind of get you on the way to do it on your own to stand on your own feet you, to be able to do this work on your own but once you get that guidance and you get it and you understand what it's like then it's up to you the, the goal yeah is to it's train your you to do it yeah, yeah to do it yeah. for yourself yeah. So I just wanted to say that because I think it's, it's it's such an important distinction and to just make and to help people understand how different coaching is from therapy. Yeah. You you hire us to fire us because Exactly. You know, if exactly. I Yeah. I mean, if you're if hanging you're with me for yeah, for 10 years then yeah. I'm not a very good coach. <laughs> no, no, we could have a really good friendship, but uh yeah, no. It's, it, that's not part of it, and that, and that, and that's the that's the part that that I you know, and and we're kind of over time, and I I apologize. I do have an appointment that uh, I wanted to get to, but the is is that you know, even though we have touched the surface, it's pointing you in the in the direction you need to look, right? It's not yes. it's not an outside, it's an inside. It's a it's a, and in some ways, you know, there. Um, it, it is a bit of a spiritual journey because in the essence of spirit, it's, it's really, we don't see it. We don't see it like we do see well, it. And it's also, it's an inner work. So it's individual to you. So I cannot tell you what the work looks like for you. Yeah. That is something that you discover on your own or with the help of a coach. Yeah. It is unique to you because you're a unique person. Absolutely. Because also doing the work looks very different from person to person based on their needs, their experiences, what yeah. they need to work on, you know? Yeah. So you can't really say, well, doing the work is this, 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 and this, but I can tell you, you're not gonna do the work if you're triggered and reactive. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> right? and that's part of the, you know, when you think, when you're reflecting that it's an outside in world, when you start, the biggest shift is noticing that it's an inside out world because yeah. we can't see that it's like for me the analogy of wind like we can't see the wind but we see the effects of the wind mm -hmm. we see the trees I moving yeah. we, we can feel it against our skin but we don't actually see it so mm -hmm. so part of part of what we're pointing to is stuff you really don't see but you definitely see the effects of because yes. it's in an, it's it's reflected yes. in your outside world. So. And, and the moment that you start seeing things nice that way, you're going. You, Teresa, thanks for joining us. You're going from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. Yeah. And the moment that you've done that, that's where you have really started the true real work. The moment that you start looking within, you do have that growth mindset. Create it. Yes. These, these little boxes yes. here start to disappear. They, they start to get wider and, and you yeah. know, your box gets wider and larger. The and between the rails gets wider. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, um,
All right, Rick, I know you have to do so much more to talk about. And uh, we can, yeah, we're going to do this again next week. <laughs> yes, and I apologize if, if, if uh, I think people got the idea a bit of where the, Absolutely. You know, um, <clears throat> and there's not a definitive the work, but it is the work. Like it, it's, 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 I love it. Yeah, actually. So thank you everybody for joining us and those that are watching the recording later. Um, please, please make a comment, um, share our channel with people. If you got some value out of this, uh, the more the merrier. And, um, and, and thanks for tea. It was, uh, thank you, Rick. Like, it was awesome talking to you again. <laughs> absolutely. Now run. <laughs> yeah. Now run. <laughs> yes. Okay. you so much for joining us we appreciate every listener that is committed to the journey of transformation and if you found value in today's episode join us for the next conversation as we take on a new topic every week subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss any tips and insights your experience of the show means a lot to us so please help us amplify our impact by posting an honest review this action matters to us more than you know you can find us on social media at An Honest Look Podcast and on our YouTube channel at An Honest Look. Bye for now. Ciao, ciao, and until next time. <laughs>